0: And now, for the review of the day, Enjoying a Real Estate stars by ANTH500. ANTH gives us five stars. He says, just found the podcast a few months ago and really enjoying it. And I am a lender. I especially like the state of the market shows. Well done. Excellent information. Thank you, ANTH. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want. Or a five-star review if you want i don't care and the more reviews we get the better guests we get so please subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening all right guys well we've tried the new show for a number of episodes and the downloads have spoken you guys love this show Wow, I am so honored that we can do an engaging and fun and current show that agents from all over the world are listening to and learning from about what's happening in our beloved real estate industry. So we're gonna keep it up. We're excited and welcome to today's State of the Market. Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a great new episode today of State of the Market with my co-host, Kevin Kaufman. How you doing, boss? What's going on, Pat? How are you doing, buddy? Doing all right, man. Just still getting all kinds of shit into my kitchen, and electricity's on and off. And I'm in my bedroom today doing this, but I'm, I'm getting it done, man. I'm getting it done. The show must go on. I learned from that Starbucks debacle that, that, that I'm better <laughs> off hiding in my bedroom than I are going to a coffee shop because got some complaints there about the the bad noise. So I appreciate that. I'm 100 percent guilty and. Uh, so, this is going to be a good one and uh,
1: a solid show. So, anyways, how are you doing, boss? Doing, man, doing pretty good. Actually, today's my first, first day back. Took the last week off uh, since you and I last spoke. I, I haven't done a lick of work, so that's been really nice and uh, just, been, just been chilling and relaxing and ready to hit it hard. Did you, did you just hang out at the house? For the most part, uh hung out, but my kids were on separate spring breaks, so we had kind of, that's why I crossed over uh, two different weeks so we could spend some time together uh, one-on-one. I, I went out of town for two nights with my best friend and uh, just kind of took it easy for the most part and just hung out.
0: That's great. Sometimes it's great having, like, different decisions, right? Like you don't wake up every day and go, what am I going to do? Who am I going to call? Where am I going to go? Your decision is, what do I want for breakfast? Do I want cereal? Do I want yogurt? Or do I want to go ahead and make bacon and eggs? You know what I mean? It's just, we, we need days like that for sure.
1: No doubt. No doubt about it. It was nice and I'm ready. Uh, I'm glad to be back.
0: Cool, man. Well, let's, let's jump right into uh, real estate news today. Absolutely. I wanted to start off by talking about this company that uh, many of you may not have heard of or you may have heard of. It's called Rex, R-E-X. So it's kind of like REMAX without the M-A, <laughs> you know? and I wonder if um, it is what it is. So it's like REMAX without the M-A, it's called R-E-X, and it's probably real estate exchange or some means something, right? Anyways, they got 45 million bucks, right? And they're considered a rabble-rousing discount broker. Now, they are a different sort of discount broker. It is uh, very interesting what they're doing, Kevin. I want to get your opinion on this. First of all, by the way, they are in uh, Pennsylvania, Jersey, Delaware, California, Colorado, Florida, Oregon, and Texas. and before this, they raised $30 million. So they got $75 bucks. And the, the way they do this is, and I could say this because it's all on their website, right? It's a flat 2%. And when I say a flat 2%, I mean no co-op. And when I say no co-op, I mean no co-op. Like they, they do not co-op. It's funny, on their website, on their frequently asked questions, it says, we cooperate with other agents, but we do not compensate other agents.
1: Pretty funny, huh? So uh, I, guess, uh, I guess their version of co-op is different than mine. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's interesting. So the 2% is a real 2%. It's not just like their fee plus the 3%. It's actually the, the total charge, which, okay. You know, I, I, I'll i say this. They're not going to make any friends, obviously, uh, in, in the real estate industry. I think that while they're going to have some success in this market, I always want, you know, I, I look at builders, Pat, and I look at builders now. Granted, I've only been in real estate for 12 years now. But in my 12 years, I've already seen a couple different markets. Uh, and what I've seen from the be- behavior of the builders in my home market, which is Phoenix, Arizona, with the amount that they offer on a co-op, sometimes it is big bonuses. Like I've been paid six plus percent to just rep a buyer on a new build. And I've been paid 1%. Because it, it, they usually dictate that based on how much help they feel they need from the agents in the market.
0: How much help they need from the agents in the market. You nailed it right on the head. And what Rex is doing is saying we do not need help. And the reason they don't need help from the agents is because they still are putting the listings on Zillow, they're putting on Trulia, they're putting on Facebook. So these listings, and and granted, you know, I like to and I'll ask you, right? You're in the game, you have a ton of agents, right? When an agent on your team, shows 10 houses to a buyer. What percentage of those does the buyer pick from stuff that they've seen online? And what percent does the agent say, oh, you don't know about this one. Let me add this to the list of 10. What percent would you say?
1: Well, I I think with some of our more experienced agents, it's probably closer to 50-50. But the majority of our agents... It's probably mostly driven by the consumer either looking at our MLS portal, looking at our website, or the other, you know, the Redfin's and the Zillow's and all the different websites that they're on. However, i got to tell you, though, I don't know that that's enough. Even if the consumers do drive all of the showings, I can't imagine. it's It's not enough. What you're going to have is you're going to have – Number one, agents, like on my team, Pat, what we do is I send, in Arizona, we call it a buyer broker, uh, which means you compensate me. I'm going to hire you, just, or you're going to hire me just like a seller would, and it's going to be an exclusive deal, and I'm going to get paid when you close. That's it. End of story. I'm going to get paid when you close. Now, that means if you go buy a house like this, say from this company, then the, the buyer is on the hook for, the, for my commission for whatever we've agreed to in writing at the time of our appointment. And so this is going to, uh, I think, number one, first of all, it's a very common practice in Arizona, not all agents by any means. However, I think this will force even more agents in the markets that Rex operates to employ this, to finally go, you know what, I can't afford to be driving people around and then just have them go buy a house from Rex where I can't get compensated.
0: Yeah, and that's that is true that's a true statement and it's in and it's more important than ever probably to get buyer broker agreement signed but wherein lies the rub is when you get that thing signed and the buyer's like oh yeah no problem i love kevin and then this house on that rex has listed is the dream home oh yeah and then they come back to kevin and they say kevin you know, we want to buy this Rex home, and they're like, "Well, they cooperate, but they don't compensate." And they say, "What does that mean?" Oh, remember, I'm um, two months ago. You signed it. Nah, I don't really remember. We signed a bunch of crap. Oh, okay. Well, you got to pay me, and the house is six hundred thousand. You got to pay me, you know, eighteen grand. And they go, "Whoa, no way! Are you worth eighteen grand? You only showed me two houses." And at that point, then you have to justify. You're eighteen grand, and I think that most agents are not ready to justify that and will say, hey, look, I don't want to cause a problem. If this is your dream house, you go at it, right? I mean, it's easy to say, hey, we stand by our, by our broker agreements, but do, at the end of the day, do you really want to take them to court and
1: do all that stuff? I mean, really? Oh, of course not. Yeah, you know, obviously, you never want to take them to court. You never want to have to pursue that, and- I will tell you, when you just started giving, playing out that scenario, my first thought was, this is actually good for me. And the reason why is because if I'm sitting down with a, with a buyer, and the agents on my team are sitting down with buyers, and that conversation comes up, we can actually explain to them and show them examples of our worth and our value. Now, the thing is that most agents, not all, but in my opinion, most agents, don't understand their value and they actually believe that their value is in opening the door for their buyers to see a home and maybe searching on MLS, right? And I firmly believe that the that is like the least, like that's the first 5% of the value. I believe the real value comes from the offer negotiation all the way through closing and making sure that the buyer has full representation they've got their back they've got their bases covered Eyes dotted t's crossed they're not missing anything major that could cost them significantly more than say an eighteen thousand dollar commission or, or whatever the commission happens to be and so I, I i hear that i go i can justify by the way in arizona our average commission is probably closer to nine grand but you know so we call it nine grand i i could justify the nine grand i could justify the 15 grand the 20 grand and you know what if I don't have to do as much work, I'm also always willing to do a discount if I don't actually have to do a certain portion of it. However, that's if once we start showing you houses, I, I just I hear this, and and what it's going to cause is first of all a lot of frustration, anger. I think you, uh, who knows, maybe there'll be a uh, one of those stop Rex petitions, like there is the stop Zillow petition that somebody started a year year or two. <laughs>
0: Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, you got seventy-five million. I guarantee a a, mil, a couple mill are in there for lawyers. You know, I'm um, guaranteed. Here's here's the thing. It 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 comes with this what they call the voyeurism effect. And I don't know if you know about this, but basically, what happens with the voyeurism effect, right? You're walking your dog. It's midnight, and a light pops on in a house you're walking by. You can't help but look in that damn window. It's not like you're a peeping tom. But it just happens, right? You're like, oh, who is that? You know, what is that? You're not, you know, and so you as the agent tell the person, you I can't show you that house, right? They have to look. They have to go to rex.com. And when they go to rex.com or whatever the website is, when they go to Rex's website. Then they start voyeurizing. They they look at all the photos. They look at the videos. And guess what? A pop-up comes up and says, even if you don't like this house and you buy another house from us and there's a co-op fee, we will give you 50% of it back. All right, guys. Why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most? How to make more money in real estate. For just $7, you can start a one week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only seven bucks. To start your seven-day all-access free trial, go to Training.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. training.com or just text the word trial to 444-999. That's T-R-I-A-L to 444-999.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried. Here, here's why. And you know me. I'm usually uh, really on the side of the big changes and all the stuff that's going on, on in our industry. I, I don't worry. Like, there's, there's been so many will give you back 50. Per, hell, I almost bought a house in 2005 or six with uh, some brokerage that was going to give me half back, too. And that company, which I can't remember the name of, is, is, is out of business. And again, I think what happens, it's one thing when we can start raising money in a market like this, where it's been so healthy and it's been growing and growing. And quite frankly, to find and locate houses is hard because there's a limited supply of sellers, right? Once it flips, sorry, I, I, I I don't know how this works. Not without traffic. Now, if Zillow was doing this, if Redfin was doing this, I think we'd have a little bit different conversation, and I think there'd be a little more cause for concern or pause. It, hey, man, but one of those companies- Yeah, you're right. One, they, they come and go. One of those companies could end up buying this one, and then it, and, and then you got to go, okay, so let's see what happens now. There's going to be a certain amount of money. I, I mean, man, there is just so much damn money out there in companies being funded, you know, I look at the forty five million dollar round, and I'm like, "Okay, like don't get me wrong million is a big number, and it's actually nowhere near as big as like some of the other companies we've talked about recently, like open doors last funding of like three hundred million dollars a couple weeks ago, which was their third or fourth round right uh Offerpad just had another funding round, significantly bigger dollars so you know, I look at this and I go, I don't even know what the appetite yeah. is for something like this. Yeah,
0: they're, they're in the starting phases. And in case anybody wants to know, like, how they work it out, how they do it, it's, it's a CarMax approach. Basically, uh, just like CarMax, they're, they're, their people are not commissioned. So, there's no, so, you, you know, when they say, when the buyer's concerned, right? Because your your reply is going to be, oh, don't buy it directly from the listing agent at Rex. I need you to buy it for me, or you should buy it for me because I'm representing your best interest and they're working for the seller. And then Rex's response is our agents are not commissioned. We work like CarMax. We're we're looking just to get happy customers, good reviews, da 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 da. So they take that whole agency aspect. You know, I don't know how the agency works with it, but they take that concern let's say the 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 concern about this and that's what they do with it you know what i mean and i just you you know where i paused i just paused i just saw this thing pop up here i don't know if you know this but it says remind lays off two-thirds of its employees
1: yeah i saw that and uh salesforce it's just the salespeople. okay I don't want to say just, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. well, that's interesting. Anyways, we can talk about that in a minute. So
1: anyways, anything
0: else about this, Rex? I mean, you, you don't seem very concerned about it.
1: Uh, you know, I'm not yet. Who knows what will happen in the future? And the other thing I'm thinking about as you're talking, Pat, is like, okay, so if I'm doing my job as a listing agent, I consider myself a listing agent. I'd rather work with the listings. This is so easy for me to talk about my value proposition versus theirs, even though I charge significantly more than than the two percent, I I could all day long just beat these guys up one on one with a seller.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know, and the dude is a Goldman Sachs guy. That's like the CEO, and he um he basically he's been writing some scorching articles, uh, and he's basically accused, which kind of goes back to. What we were talking about before, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, with this NAR lawsuit, he's yeah. accusing agents of agents and brokerages of having this long-standing uh, antitrust. You know, which which we won't go too deep into. But uh,
1: how how funny is it that a guy from Goldman Sachs is talking about something like that from another industry? So yeah, I mean, he must have just been bored and he needed a new project to work on. We'll see what happens.
0: It says he's verbally eviscerated the real estate industry, and he accuses the nation's roughly 1.3 million residential brokers of shielding themselves with a skein, this is a, a new, um, I'm pretty daft, but a scheme. Skein, S-K-E-I-N, of anti-competitive practices, one of those practices is maintaining the MLS. So basically, they're trying to throw a bomb at the uh, at the
1: MLS. It's coming from the coming from the uh, the industry where they lay, where they literally spend billions of dollars to lay uh, cable underground, so they can execute trades at a higher frequency than anybody else. So they can basically take the money of of the American workers. And people who are trading on their own, you know, stocks. So Goldman Sachs can, anybody from there who, who wants to talk about those kind of words can quite frankly shove it up there. You know what, like that's, that's pretty funny that they would even, uh, this guy would even try to have a conversation like that.
0: That's funny. And, and so, you know, uh, going back to the MLS, that's the reason why they, that's why Leo laid off, uh, 42 people on his sales staff. Uh, tell me about that. What was the reason for that?
1: You know, I think it had to do, I, I, I haven't dug in and I'm going to see Leo in a couple of weeks at our event in uh, in Las Vegas that we're putting on uh, and, and he'll be talking there. So I'll make sure that I, that I catch him in, in person. But my thought is that, you know, their sales actually all go through the MLSs. They don't just sell to an agent individually. At least that was their model. Maybe they're changing that with this change. Uh, but my thought is that it probably has more to do with the fact that they're, they really view themselves as more of a technology company. And not having the need for kind of salespeople, I'll say I'll say the words on the ground, although that's probably not accurate. But my assumption, I don't know. I'll see Leo in a few weeks, uh, like I said at our event, and I'll, I'll talk to him about that for sure.
0: You know, I toured his office, and you know, I saw those forty-two people. I mean, they basically. Yeah, he's going to have a uh, square footage issue now. I don't know what kind of lease he signed on that sucker, but basically the whole office was these telemarketers that were just helping people get set up and helping people get online. And I guess what he's trying to do now is, um, you you know, I I guess, you know, with technology, people just get set up on their own. You know what I mean? And I guess they don't need hand-holding in that uh, capacity. Yeah, It it sounds like from the article that they're just – Gonna start spending more money on uh, building the platform and hire more, hire more tech people versus uh, salespeople. You know, at the end of the day, and and they just got a shit ton of money, thirty million dollars. So maybe that had something to do with it. They probably like, we'll give you thirty million, but we think you're going down the wrong road here.
1: Very well could be a, a lot. You know, yeah, yeah. Once you start taking money, you know, you, you it's not just your opinion anymore about how. Pop- not at all. Should you
0: go lose down. control, dude. You lose control. But yeah. he's got to do what he's got to do. He's a, he's a smart dude, so I'm sure he's, he's on top of this. And I, 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 I still think there'll be big things in the future for uh, Remind. It's going to be around for a long time, I think. so. Me Anyways.
1: too. I, I bet on Leo any day.
0: Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches, identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them, 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to future of real That's future of Or text trial, T-R-I-A-L to four 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 nine nine nine. That's trial to four 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 nine nine nine.
1: All right. So what else you got in the news, man? So, you know, you and I were having a conversation about House Canary, the sort of, I think they want to, they call themselves like the modernization uh, in the residential real estate industry when it comes to, I'll use the word appraisals, but valuations is probably more accurate. A company that is now, you know, using all these dumb buzzwords, artificial intelligence, machine learning, et cetera, to, to approach valuations at a high level now most people laugh that off because of these estimate that Zillow came out with you know right. what 11 12 years ago uh, but the reality is like like there's companies that are, that are doing it better house canary thinks that they certainly thinks that they are They're, you know they've got 64 million in funding uh in the last couple of years so there are other people betting on them being able to do it better as well one,
0: one is kobe bryant kobe bryant put some money into it and it got a lot of press. So yeah. I don't know what Kobe's doing in the... He probably do not even know he did it. But you know what I mean? He's probably got a
1: guy moving his money around. Well, he's got a... Kobe's got a fund himself. Like, he started... As soon as he retired, he actually started a fund uh, with his own money and a couple hundred million dollars and said he he was going to go out. I hadn't, honestly didn't know he had invested in House Canary. Yeah, he threw some um,
0: bones. And this part of this $31 million is his. Dang. So it's interesting. So basically... You know, the thing is, uh, First American Title uses them, and so does REMAX, and so does Invitation Homes, which I think is a home builder. So it's it's I think it's and, – and the thing is, it's not a Zillow. It's not like a public deal, right? You pay money, then you could use it, and I think it's basically giving you a lot more data than the MLS can give you, And it probably can do a lot all at once. Like I would imagine, I have no idea because the only way you can find out more about it is to schedule a demo. But, and I didn't have time to schedule a demo on it, but, you know, I would imagine it's probably great for people looking to buy, you know, racks of homes. Like, you know, people that buy debt, people that buy homes to flip. And, and 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 I guess agents to have access to but Remax bought it for their agents so
1: yeah one of the companies you just named it's already escaped me Invitation uh, homes yeah, that's what they do they're a hedge fund I mean they, they bought thousands of homes
0: oh, here, a, here. oh yeah yeah oh I yeah. knew I think a friend of mine uh Tommy Christie used to work for them yeah yeah invitation homes yeah yeah that's right that's exactly what what they do yep. and that's exactly probably what they use it for. And First American, I mean, they're using it to, you know, probably pull up deeds. and But it's probably a little bit similar to to Remind and Leo's company, right? It's, a, yep. it's just a way to get in and you got to, you know, pay, you got to pay something for it. So anyways, that's interesting. All right. Anything else on that? Now million I mean, again, what's thirty-one million, right? Yeah, now? right. How uh, so much money going into real estate. It's crazy,
1: dude. It's crazy. So let's what? talk about some real money though. Last year, Realtor.com, you know, a lot of people made big news when they went out and bought OpCity for something like two hundred and ten million or two oh
0: five, yeah.
1: Big money, right? and five million dollars. Uh, they'll go out and buy Op City, the referral company. And big news this week that it looks, or it at least appears anyways, that Realtor.com is going to be going, uh, moving away from their traditional lead gen model, which is as an agent in the past, I could pay a certain amount of money every month to have a zip code. Uh, I can also feature my listings a la Zillow, very Zillow-like model. And now they're saying, hey, you know what? We're gonna, now that we've got this Op City company and they've been operating as this referral-based company, we're gonna, I think we're going to move over here. I think we're going to move all of our traffic over to this Op City model, which means to the real estate agent, like now I don't buy Realtor.com leads, but if I did, you know, I'm paying a flat amount every month, right? And and it's up to me to convert those leads or not. However, uh, now they're going, now now I want a referral fee back on each and every one that you close as opposed to me just paying a flat amount. So for the teams that are successful with Realtor.com, or the agents that are successful, this is going to cost a significant more amount of money from them and going to impact their business in a big way.
0: Okay, so let's slow this down. I mean guys, basically op city is a call center. That's the best way for you to look at it, right? Op city is a call center, and it's a call center. Bear in mind, it works with the broker most of the time, I think, right? It works with the broker. It may work independently with agents. Do you you know that? It does. Yep, it It does. does. Okay. But the broker has to be involved because here's the thing. I believe, like, if the – because the broker is the one that gets a commission. So, like, let's say City gives Kevin a lead, gives one of your agents a lead, and then that agent leaves and goes to another company. You know, they don't want to chase that agent. They want to. They'll they'll go to the broker and they'll say, "Kevin, you know, you're the one that we gave this lead to." Does this make sense? So, so then you're responsible to pay that referral fee or get it from that agent.
1: Yeah, you know, Op City. You know, no. In my mind, it's no different. It's just a double down on. They believe that they've got. uh, I'm going to use the word. I hate this word. Higher quality leads because of their. I'll call it warm up program, right, with this call they center. Do. So, so they do. It's feel not like, a belief, right? I mean, they, so they basically they convert they them. Do. So they, they should convert at a higher rate, right, and depend less much on the higher. agent's skill. As, so, like, you know, if, right now, if, uh, like, you, you and I are, you know, let's say you're a, an experienced agent and I'm a brand new agent, we both get a lead from a company like, say, Dave Ramsey, obviously the ones that they send you have a much higher rate of converting than myself. So I think what they're saying is they're they're kind of taking that factor out of it and trying to give everybody uh, a higher percentage chance of closing or converting lead that is actually now instead of a lead it's actually a referral and so therefore the income coming back is going to be higher. This isn't much different than you and I last week, Pat. We talked about the Remax and the Redfin deal, uh, deal happening and got. I reference Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's number one source of income is his real estate referral business. Now, it's not a small amount of money. Now, what the difference is, is when you start charging a trans or, or excuse me, a referral fee, as opposed to a monthly subscription fee, as I'll call it. You, you, what you do is your risk goes up as the referral source. However, your potential income. Increases dramatically, right? Because so instead of getting a thousand bucks a month, if you just close, let's say in Phoenix, right, one deal a month, one deal a month on average, my now average income for my, for my client, for my customer, my realtor has now gone from a thousand to a couple thousand, two, three thousand dollars on the referral fee. And so their, their potential income just skyrocketed.
0: Yeah, from their point of view, yeah, from their point of view. And, well, here's the thing, a couple of things. First of all, they've determined, right, and they've looked at this for years now, that they are better at follow-up than the average. I'm not saying to people on, you know, Kevin Kaufman's team, you know, 4610. I'm saying the average real estate agent out there, which – Um, uh, you know, a large percent, over half, close to 70% now, I think is is under five years in the biz. So they're saying, yes, our call center people who are, you know, full-time bird dog, like people that we're training every morning and we're teaching them to be aggressive and teaching them how to, you know, follow up and and take notes and all this stuff are going to be better than your people. Then they're going to take those leads and take them to the point where the people want to meet an agent or see a house. Then at that point, they're going to give it to you. And then the agent is going to take them out and show them houses. Now, if that agent screws it up, it's going to affect their score and they're not going to get, you know, leads or as many leads in the future. It's going to work like Uber, right? Where at Uber, you get a five-star review But if you fall down to 4.6, you stop getting leads. It's going to, it it works the same way here. So they're going to have a lot more control of these, you know, leads and of ensuring that they get paid. And they're going to always go if, if if they get agents that rise to the top and they become their preferred agents, they're going to start giving the leads to the preferred agents. Does this make sense? Just similar to REOs, right? Where, where, An outsource company or Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac is like, this guy is quick to respond and he gets good reviews from the asset managers. We're going to start loading him up more REOs. They're going to load up more Realtor.com leads. And now, like you said, Realtor.com and OpCity are one and the same. So OpCity will follow up every single Realtor.com lead and the advertising model for them dies. Is that what's happening?
1: Yeah, that's 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 what I think. I mean, man, there's so many different angles and uh, and takes on this path that that we could go down. I think that I, f- I think about some of the agents that use realtor.com as their main lead generation source and the impact that it's going to have to their business. It, it, I would this should be a warning for all agents who have one major source of business that takes up Anything, what I would call substantial, more than 25% of, of their total closings, whether we're talking about a solo agent or a team, to really reconsider their model and, and the fact that they've got, to, they've got to have more than one source of business. I think of like, Ben Kenny always taught me this way. He's like, listen, think of it as a stool that you're sitting on. And if the stool that you're sitting on has two legs, and one of them gets knocked out, a la, let's call that realtor.com leads today, now you're left trying to sit and balance your business on a one-legged stool. Whereas if it had three, and one gets knocked out or cut down, you still have two. Or if you've got four, and one gets knocked out, you're still pretty good, right? And so whether, whether it be realtor.com, Zillow, et cetera, listen, and I'm all for paying for lead sources that we can convert and getting as much of that as we can. However, what I'm not for, is I'm not for relying on one thing. I saw, you mentioned REOs. I saw a lot of my friends, because I was major, major short sale early on in my career, that's how I built my business. However, I built my business really on referrals, not just on short sales. Mm. And so, when I look at some of my REO friends that never made it out of that. Once once the market shifted, they they never made it out. Some of them left the business, Some of them just haven't sold more than 10 houses a year since. They used to sell a couple hundred, and uh, their businesses have never been the same. And it's because they they never adapted. They never adjusted past the one source of business. And so, again, this is another warning to any realtor listening. Do not rely on one source of business, especially if if you were going to rely on one. It should be your sphere of influence.
0: Let me ask Uh, you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think, now think about this. Do you think this could potentially disrupt the value proposition of a
1: team? Well, this is that's part of their goal, right? I mean, yes, absolutely. I can send you qualified leads, and you send me a referral. Now, the, we've all of a sudden,
0: people like Kevin, who are providing leads as a value proposition. Why join our team? Now, value. No, let me no, say, I let, don't. Let, me, let, me talk, let me talk to you. Let me not say Kevin. Let me say... Phil and Martha. Let's say Phil and Martha have a team and their value proposition is we buy a shit ton of Realtor and Zillow and all this leads. And then suddenly the agent's like, well, I got to pay 30% the Realtor anyways. Why am I also paying Kevin 50? You know what I mean? And he's not giving me leads. Before Kevin was providing an isa an inside sales agent to follow up on the leads he was paying realtor for the leads because i couldn't afford them because i'm a brand new agent he you, you know what i mean and now realtors like hey we're gonna do all that for you we got OPCity, city there are isas we got this, this, this you know and and then suddenly the best of the agents say i don't need a team anymore and then the team is left with people like oh my my score on realtor is less than a 4.6. So I got to go to a team. And then all of a sudden the team has all the bad agents. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I just want to get your opinion on it.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that could happen. It, that's no different than the, the same rant I just went on a minute ago, which is if you're as a team. Okay. So I'm talking to the team owners right now. If you're listening to this and if your number one value proposition is leads, you're screwed. Okay, I've said that from the beginning. Leads should be the least valuable thing that we provide our people. And I knew I mean that at my core. Leads should be the least valuable thing that we provide to our people on the team. What else are we bringing them? Education, culture, support, administrative, operational help, technology help. What are the other things that we're doing to help our agents? So any team that does rely on that, you know, like, hey, it's the leads that we do. for. That's Come over here because we got the leads, uh, yeah, they're, they're screwed in my opinion. In fact, I laugh at these, like all the people who go, hey, the future of real estate's in major teams. I actually don't believe that. Mm. I don't believe it. You think if,
0: you're, if you're an ISA on, it, on a team, right, that relies heavily on realtor.com ads, you should be concerned about your job.
1: I think, so. I think if you're an ISA on a team, you should be concerned about your job anyways, because I think what's being proven Over and over again for the last five years is that models just nowhere near as easy and lucrative as people make it sound from stage. It's hard. Very few people really genuinely nail that.
0: Yeah, very few. And trust me, we try to get some of these big teams on our show and, uh, and uh, they sign up and then they get the questions where they have to disclose their profit and then they cancel the appointment. And, and you guys know some of these people, but, uh, but, um, yeah, oh, yeah. interesting. Well, so any, this, this is fascinating. I mean, I think it's, uh, I think you're going to see this from Zillow too, by the way. And I mean, they already tried it and then they pulled back, but we're doing it here in Phoenix. What's that mean?
1: Zillow's doing this here in Phoenix. They did pull back there the other markets, uh, but it's happening here in Phoenix still as their test.
0: And I, th- I think it's going to come down to, like you said, it's prof it's more profitable for them they can raise it to
1: 35, they can raise it to 40. They Shit, can- they could be it at 50, Pat. When you control that lead and you have that thing, that's like crack to an agent that doesn't know how to lead generate. To an agent that does not have that skill built of how to go out and create their own business, the person or the company or the entity in this case that controls the deal controls everything. They can charge what they want. Mm,
0: that's scary. Yeah, 50%. And, 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 yeah, no, 100%. That's, that's very interesting. Well, I guess time will tell. We'll see what happens. What, 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 we got any other
1: news here today? Man, I think that's about it for this week. There's a few other things kind of rumbling, but nothing, nothing that made headlines yet. So we'll see what happens. My guess is uh, we'll start to see some more, um, some more information trickle out from this realtor.com thing and uh, a few of these other things over the next, uh, next couple of days. Hopefully we'll have some big stories for next week's show.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much money flying around that it's, uh, it's you know, there's just, I don't know. I guess there's always stories with that. I mean, you know, it just boggles my mind. You know, 12 years ago, even 15, 20 years ago, there wasn't any of this money going into tech and, and all these innovations and different things. So crazy so stuff. It's fun to talk about. Well, cool, man. Well, listen, uh, have a
1: great week. Welcome back to work. And uh, uh, we'll catch up again next week. Thanks, brother. We'll see you soon. Uh, Rockstar Nation, Next Level Agents, guys. Take it easy and uh, see you next week.
0: Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Market. If you have any news you would like us to cover, please, Go to next level agents on Facebook or send an email to info at Rebusuniversity.com. That's info at Rebus University, R-A-B-U-S, University.com, and we'll be sure to bring it up.